Hello, friends. Welcome to a bonus episode of Lots on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Friday evening into Saturday. And if you missed it, I had a full media day breakdown, episode 1313, that posted on Friday evening. And this is a little bit of bonus content coming to you in addition to that. I was on the scene at Media Day recording all of what was transpiring. And it's sort of not great audio quality, but I did want to include all of what I had on Nate McMillan and Landry Field. So the first 45 minutes or so of the press conference session was Landry first as the GM of the Hawks, followed by Nate for about a half hour as the coach of the Hawks before the players actually started going. Again, this is going to be audio only. If you're watching this on YouTube, we'll have some uh, backdrop, but it's mostly an audio medium. If you're listening to this, it's audio only, and the quality is not fantastic, but I want to give you the full picture if you wanted it, or if you're for the diehards among us that want to listen to the entire thing, that is available, and it's uh, recorded from my phone. That's why it is what it is. There was a lot of commotion happening in the facility where the Hawks did media day, so it's not the greatest audio quality in the world. My apologies for that, but I didn't have the full TV station set up going on, so uh, hopefully... That's a, sort of a no harm, no foul situation. If you don't want to listen to it, I do I do understand that because of the audio stuff. But if you are interested in it, I wanted to go ahead and provide that to you on the podcast feed today. So that's what you're going to hear. First, you'll hear from Landry, then an ad break in the middle, and then you'll hear come back after that ad break and it's Nate McMillan for about 30 minutes. So here you go. Without further delay, we'll have uh, Landry Fields followed by Nate McMillan and uh, enjoy the content. Um, you're just outlook for the season. What excites you? It's always an exciting time when you finally see the group together uh, the past few weeks with all the guys in town and the open runs and seeing guys and the development of their bodies. Um, the excitement is just like, how is it all going to come together? You know, the, the newness here, we, you know, we signed DeJounte, we had a trade, we had some guys that are coming in that are slotted more so for rotation minutes. So how is that going to impact what we currently have been doing the past few years? I think that's what's most exciting. Landry, kind of adding to that, did you do everything that, that you guys wanted to do, or there's still some things sort of unsettled, maybe waiting to see how things shake out in the season? The biggest thing that we set out to do was approach our defense. Um, we had a few objectives from that standpoint, and as I mentioned when introducing DeJounte for what he does on the court, as well as some of the leadership components, as well as just being a high-level player, uh, I think we really captured a lot of the objectives that we set out to do. And getting Mo Harkless, Justin Holiday, you know, those, that, that veteran presence so far has been um, really good for our group. So seeing them in training camp, and excuse me, in, um, you know, in open runs and working with our young guys, we know we've got some good stuff there from a leadership standpoint. So that was another big thing for our locker room moving forward. You touched on a little bit about seeing where guys are body-wise and everything like that. Where are they health-wise, especially guys like Bogey and Clint and John and everybody who's kind of like off-season stuff going on? Yeah, so everyone, uh, everyone's pretty good. Bogey right now is not going to be 100% for training camp. Uh, our goal for him is to be completely 100 when it comes to the regular season. So we'll start ramping it up for him uh, as these next few weeks go on before the October date. But uh, as far as John, you know, his finger is going to look crazy, but it's still functional. It's like some guys jump shots in the NBA. And uh, let's see who else. AJ, I know he wasn't in summer league. Um, so he's been full go the last few weeks, uh, which has been super encouraging to see, getting him out on the court and seeing what he's got out there. And yeah, Clint should be good to go as well. So um, this year going into training camp, we're pretty healthy. It would be nice to have the full boat with Bogey, but um, just kind of is what it is right now, but he's progressing well. Yeah, and Jalen, yes, yeah, he's full go as well. He's full go after the, after the knee procedure, he's, he's good to go. Terrell Thomas, these urban times. I wanted to know what, what will change uh, during this preseason and try, kind of uh, training camp, because of course you'll be going overseas uh, for preseason games. Uh, so what will change as far as preparation is, is concerned? Do you think that'll have an effect on opening night? Um, I'm not sure what effect it'll have on opening night. You know, we get to start a little bit earlier because of that um, overseas trip. And you know, for us, it's kind of what I mentioned before, like guys have been in, and I think that that mesh is starting to happen earlier than what a typical season would look like. So how it's going to ultimately impact the guys, you know, I'm not sure, but that is going to be a long trip and a long time away from the States. 
so hopefully, you know, we're preparing well about how to, you know, enjoy it while we're over there, come together while we're over there, but then also get our rest as well. Hey, Landry. I wanted to uh, try my luck and see if we could get an update on the DeAndre Hunter contract negotiations. Your luck is going to be, it is still ongoing. We hope to get some stuff done, but uh, as many of you know, we still have some time there before the season starts. Um, but it is currently in the process, for sure. Uh, speaking of DeAndre Hunter, uh, what can you tell us about his condition? And also, what do you expect from him this year? Uh, we expect big things from DeAndre, right? You know, he's going into, you know, is this third, fourth year? So uh, I know the last few seasons they've been injury plagued, and you know that's an unfortunate thing for him. But for his position in the prototypical way in which those wings of the, the NBA are, like we're going to need a guy like him to continue to take steps and advancements in order for us to be the team that we want to be and get to where we ultimately want to go. But he's looked really good so far. He's healthy. Um, Hicks strong, works on his body. He's a hard worker. So we're excited about what he could do this year for sure. Anyway, Alex Schultz from FoxFanTV.com. Uh, obviously the crown jewel of this offseason was DeJounte Murray. What is it about DeJounte's game that made this front office want to acquire a guy like him? Obviously, we gave up a lot of assets, so just wanted to hear your perspective on that. Uh, DeJounte is you know, he's an all-star caliber player. Uh, he gives us an added depth that, as a primary ball handler. So him and Trey working together, I know a lot of people are like, well, how's that going to work? But um, in the NBA, when you have that level of versatility uh, and just optionality with guys with different specific tools, um, it's it's really helpful as we get further into the season and into the playoffs. So it gives our, our coaching staff a nice tool belt to work with, but he's a great leader. You know, he's, he's come up in a system where um, he's learned a lot from Pop and you know, he's gonna bring that into our culture and we're gonna integrate that, uh, not just for, for him specifically, for, for the rest of our team. So it's gonna be something that's good for everyone involved. Andrew, what's the number one thing you wanna learn from this team by the time camp breaks and game one gets here? I think the number one thing, I think there's many, but I just want to see how well we can come together with some of the newness, especially you know at the proverbial top there uh, with DeJounte and the impact that he's going to have. Uh, a big piece and theme that we're talking about right now is just a level of connection. And although we're all connected, it doesn't always necessitate unity. And how unified are we going to be going into the season? Um, and what's that going to look like when triggers and pressures do start to happen? You know, it's not a game where you can completely avoid those. It's about how are you going to respond in those critical moments? Um, because it's in those moments that we see amongst the league and in, this, and in history past with championship teams, like you have to do well in those particular times. And that could be anything. It could be frustrations of playing time. It could be injuries. It could be whatever. Uh, triggers you name, but how are we going to respond and how are we preparing our guys for those specific moments because they are coming? Uh, with the addition of Kyle to the front office this offseason, I, I, I understand some of the expectations that you guys have for him with player development, but I guess how much does he have the final say of what those plans are going to be for each individual guy? So we're working in, in partnership with him. Um, you know, we're kind of laying out a vision of how we ultimately want that specific department to run. And Kyle is is been terrific for for that job so far. He has the personality for it. You know, he obviously has the credentials as a former player, but um, his mindset is always about development. And you look at just his career path and what made him great was his shooting ability, and that just doesn't happen overnight. That's a full blown process. That's attention to detail about setting vision for where you ultimately want to go and how you ultimately want things to look. So if we can now push that over into helping our players establish, you know, at the end of your career, what are they going to say about you? And then reverse engineer it into steps in a strategic plan, at least while they're with the Hawks, um, he's going to be instrumental in that. But so far it's been about, you know, hey Kyle, here's the expectations of at least what I'm thinking, what do you think? Um, and having that shared partnership. Um, to make sure that we both have something at stake because then we're all we're going to be all in with that. But so far, he's been a terrific asset for us. As a GM, what are your thoughts when you see your guys participating in the program runs during the summer? I personally love it, especially when it's multiple guys and they are at one particular event. You know, we had Trey, DeJounte, and John all at one. Um, when I see that happening, that means that they collaborated on, on their own to make that work. 
And when you, again, when you have that sense of shared connection and unity preceding the season, uh, just kind of gives you a leg up. So I was really excited to see it. I love the competitive nature in which they're playing with. Um, I think they make each other better. And I, I hope it materializes itself for us this season. Uh, I have a question. Are y'all comfortable with where you're at right now with the salary cap? Or are you going to try to wiggle down a little bit? I think it's a little over a million over right now. Yeah, right. yeah, you're right. We are a little bit over the tax. But um, it's going to be sort of a day-to-day -day thing. It's going to be looking at how is our team progressing? You know, what's the potential market look like? All these other factors that are going to go into um, how we decide to either stay put or move out of it. But um, I don't have like a definitive answer right now. Uh, there's a lot of variables that need to come into place first in order to have a better outlook on what that's going to look like. With two players who have gotten very used to playing on the ball, now together on the court, what's the key through camp, through the preseason, through the beginning of the regular season, to get them acclimated to playing with each other? Well, it's just going to throw them out there, for one, and have them first see the potential in which it could become. I fully expect it to be a little clunky at first because you're trying to change habits with specific guys. And uh, for our two primary ball handlers, you know, those guys are competitors. DeJounte and Trey are absolute competitors. So I expect them to make the necessary adjustments that it's going to take in order for us to make that work so that we can be better. Um, but, you know, the reality of the situation is any course of development, there's going to be conflict before. And I don't mean that in a negative connotation. I just mean, like, there's some friction that has to take place in order for us to grow through that. So we'll see what that looks like. I know Coach and his staff are gonna work on great schemes and ways uh, in which we wanna play this year that are going to give them like a general outlook and plan of how that's gonna look. And then at the end of the day, they've gotta, they're gonna to have to perform and you know, leverage how smart they are and their competitive nature to make it work. Brad, rolling from Dime. You have 14 guys on guaranteed contracts. What is your plan for the 15th spot? Are you use as fluid as, as training camp opens, or do you have a plan to fill that spot? Uh, right now, we're going to keep it open. Again, this is just helping with flexibility with our tax situation. When you leave the league in total points and assists, you're doing something right. But where would you like trade to improve the most? For trade to improve the most, a lot of it is just you know his maturation and leadership. Right now, he's been in the league for year five now so um, with where he's going and where we're currently at that's the next stage of development that we've got to get out of him you know the on-court stuff we're always going to say hey, here's the elements defensively that are going to help raise us in that league standing um, and ranking that you know if we can jump a few more spots ahead you just look at the at the numbers of, of championship caliber teams over the course of, of history, and we've got to get that down. You, know, you mentioned the offense, and that's always going to be there because those guys are just so good in that area. Um, but from a defensive standpoint, we've got to be better. Landry, what do you, what do you say to a guy like John, who obviously has been in trade rumors probably for a couple years right now, and this past offseason, I think he's even sort of next level. Do you feel the need to say something to him uh, in terms of what you feel is his places on this team in the future? Yeah, you do. Um, I don't think we're doing our job if we're not communicating with guys, especially throughout that process. And with John, and, I, and I've said it before, I don't mean to sound like a broken record, he's always going to remain professional. Um, but the growth point for him, and as I was sitting down with him just literally yesterday, was, hey, I know that this is being in your shoes as a former player, I understand being in trade talks and what that's like and how that's impacting not just you, but your immediate circle and your family. Those are things that we have to always consider. Um, what you've got to continue to do is communicate through that. You know, Don't allow things to kind of sit in and, and boil out and let's have a shared partnership. Like we're gonna give you everything we got and be honest with you about where we're at, um, but you're still here for a reason. And that's something that we're really excited about going forward because looking at how you can impact this game, especially with the addition of Javante in that first unit, that can only elevate you where you ultimately want to go. And as we all know, if that happens, then at least we take another step. But for him, it's just about constant communication and, and trying to see things from his perspective, understanding the humanity before the player 
uh, in all of this right now. You feel accepted? You feel accepted? I do, I do. You know, and that's that's really a credit to him because he he comes in not bashful about how he feels, but also like I understand like where we're at in the business of this of this NBA league. Um, but I know I'm here, and I know where we're trying to go specifically right now. So he's been good. Caleb Johnson, 929 the game. Um, you spoke a lot since you become GM about wanting to improve defense for this team and obviously going to get DeJounte was a big part of that. Do you feel like with the other moves that you've made that you've improved the defense of this team at least to your comfort level? I think that we are definitely taking the steps necessary to ultimately get there. To say we're going to be perfect tomorrow, um, no, I wouldn't say that. I think that this is a process of development and it's not just about injecting you know, those defensive-minded players into uh, the rotation. Like Justin Holiday, you know, is a perfect example. He's always been known as a 3 and D guy. He's lengthy, uh, and it's historically done pretty well at, at his position, especially guarding fours. Um, other components of it are looking at what we currently have, um, looking at body mechanics. It's like, is there, are there small uh, ways in which we can improve you know, a simple turn of hips or hip flexibility just for our current guys that can help open things up a little bit more. Um, with Justin speaking about, it's it's the length, it's the body, but it's also the voice. DeJounte's gonna bring the same thing. When you're on the court and he's barking out certain things in a way that's productive and positive, at least it's given an awareness to our guys. And also, at least we're communicating. Like when we have more communication on the court consistently, uh, that's when we're at our best. Um, and we've shown to be at our best is when we actually do that. It's when we stop talking that our defense actually takes a bigger dive than what it needs to be. So getting guys that are actually willing to talk out there is going to be crucial for us. I'm going to pardon me if this has already been asked, but uh, obviously it was a lot of speculation through the offseason. They you know, totally blow things up. You obviously made a, a major move, but the, the core of the team is still here. Are you all comfortable that what you saw two years ago, that that potential is still there um, rather than what we saw last season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you look at that team and there's still carryover. There's still guys that are on our current roster that were instrumental in that run. And... You know, we look at last season and go, yeah, like, it's, like, it's a tough bid. But, um, of course, things were going to change after two seasons ago, and we're not taking anybody by surprise. And so last year, you could see teams visibly preparing for us in a way in which we probably hadn't seen before. And I always classify that as something that's good, because at least it gives us a sober look at where we're currently at and where we need to go. And from those from that team, you know, we've got guys that are still on this current roster that have taken their own steps, and hopefully, with DeJounte, it kind of brings in another guy that's already there that's willing to move forward at the same pace the other guys are at, so. Andrew, you mentioned uh, culture and connection. You think this trip of halfway around the world could be a, a blessing in disguise? It's only two games, we'll be there over a week, but maybe brings guys closer together doing stuff away from the court? Yeah, um, you know, when you get into any foreign territory, you're gonna go to what's familiar, and what's most familiar is each other from this standpoint, so um, not that it's forced, connection or, or unity, but it is just something that's going to be a natural byproduct. Now, we need to help facilitate spaces for them to actually cultivate that and uh, allow it to grow a little bit more. Um, but certainly getting, getting out of the States um, is at least setting us up to do that. Hi, Nate. Somebody get that phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, just curious, how are you feeling heading into training camp about where everyone is um, body-wise, health-wise, and everything like that. Really excited. Uh, you know, this has been a real, a really a long off-season for us. Uh, you know, two years ago was a short off-season, and we went into training camp, and we had uh, really a number of injuries and procedures uh, that was done on our players. Uh, really excited about this season, this this off-season, and going into the season and starting tomorrow. Uh, it's been totally opposite. Uh, than it was uh, two years ago in the sense that uh, we had a long off season. We talked about the things that we needed to improve on as far as uh, making this, the roster, uh, you know, making this team better. Uh, I thought that uh, we uh, brought on some players that will help us do that. 
uh, but also uh, our off-season training. We was able to uh, get out with our guys, uh, get our guys back, get our young guys in uh, the gym, and really work on uh, the areas that we feel we needed to improve on. Uh, going into this season, uh, uh, unlike, again, last season, uh, we had our guys in early. Uh, we had uh, 10, 12 guys in the month of August, uh, you know, playing, uh, doing some drills at, as well as five on five. Uh, the month of September, we had uh, pretty much all of our guys in uh, playing five on five, which is uh, really exciting for me. You know, uh, of course, I didn't watch those guys at that time. And for me, it was uh, like having your kids at home and you know they're in the backyard playing. Uh, that was a positive uh, for us uh, because we feel that our conditioning uh, uh, wasn't where it needed to be uh, last season and I thought that had a, a huge impact on us. Hey Coach, uh, AJ from Hawksman TV. Um, wanted to ask you, kind of piggyback off that question, uh, a lot of new faces um, on the roster, so uh, what kind of possibilities and challenges does that present to your coaching staff and into the season? Well, again, it's exciting um, to, uh, really, it is a different team in the sense that uh, we do have a lot of uh, uh, new faces and we, we have a young group, you know, with the, the addition of our two draft picks and, uh, you know, bringing in Aaron Holiday, uh, you know, to our roster, uh, Jalen uh, will, uh, you know, get minutes uh, this year. Uh, it's, a, it's somewhat of a young group, but it's exciting because uh, I really felt that uh, Landry and uh, the organization addressed what we needed uh, to improve and get better. And uh, it's gonna be competitive, you know. Uh, with, you know there won't be anything given uh, to our guys and we will have to earn it. And I think that makes for a uh, exciting uh, training camp. Hey coach, uh, you talk about new faces coming in. Obviously that's excitement. You also want to improve this team defensively. And I was asking about one particular guy, Anyeka. Uh, thoughts about him, would you look for him for this year? Uh, another year for him to experience in the league with this team. Yeah, I've, I've talked with him um, really uh, all summer long. And you know, one of the things that uh, we really wanted him to do was play in the summer league and uh, get uh, more time. I wanted to uh, play through him uh, uh, during that time, but uh, that didn't happen uh, in the sense that uh, Jalen had a procedure that uh, really uh, put him down for the entire summer. And those were our two young guys that I really wanted to uh, develop uh, in our summer league, but uh, Oyeka has worked all summer long, uh, you know, with our coaches. Uh, he's been in Atlanta uh, for most of the summer, and uh, you know, the things that we we're talking about with him is, you know, he's done a solid job of uh, just being a solid backup with his play. And I think each year, my two years that I've been here, his minutes has increased uh, because of that play. Uh, you know, the things that we uh, want him to do is be a better rebounder. Uh, be even better at the rebounding. Uh, we want to kind of put the ball in our five man, uh, their hands, and allow them to play with it. And, you know, a guy that I've uh, talked to him a lot about is Bam. I think he and Bam uh, have similar talents uh, in the sense that uh, you know, he can, he can handle the ball, he can shoot the ball. Uh, we, we're not just yet ready to uh, stretch him behind the three, but uh, there'll be opportunities for him to uh, take that mid-range shot. And uh, I want him to look for that. But uh, his ability to handle the ball, I think he does a solid job of defending his position, uh, help position. Uh, blocking shots, uh, all of those things are things that we want him to improve on. Uh, Coach um, DeJounte Murray, obviously the lead defender, he came here to fulfill a need. Uh, can a player arrive to a team and inspire his, his teammates to also raise him? 
games to that, almost to that level? Yeah. And, and if so, can you point, pinpoint some examples in your coaching history where you saw that happen? Absolutely. Um, he has already done that. He has already done that. You know, we, uh, I invited uh, our team out to Las Vegas to, uh, you know, see our, our draft picks play and to really kind of bond and, you know, continue to work on that chemistry. And DeJounte was one of the first guys out there. Uh, he was one of the first guys at the meeting. Uh, and, you know, our conversations have gone like, Coach, whatever you need, I'm here to do it. And he's looking forward, he's really excited uh, to come and, and be a part of this organization. Um, you know, just, what, three weeks ago, uh, we were sitting in the uh, train room and we was talking and uh, I asked him about his summer and uh, you know, he said, I asked him, has he talked to any of the guys? And he said he had just talked to Trey. And Trey uh, asked him to come out to Los Angeles. And uh, he said, I'm in Atlanta. And uh, Trey said, I'll be there. And so he has already had that type of impact. And uh, Trey came in early September. He's been playing five on five with our guys. Uh, you know, so he has already uh, had an impact uh, on our team. I'll have to get to know him even more, and that'll start tomorrow when I see him out on the floor and uh, you know see how he engages with the team. Uh, but he has been nothing but uh, a pro with uh, a lot of positive energy uh, this offseason since picking him up. Hey, Coach Raphael from the three-point conversion. You saw DeAndre Hunter break out last year in the playoffs. Does his, or how does his role offensively expand? Well, I want him to just play, you know. We, we've talked about that. Uh, we, we know that um, Dre is in a contract year, and I've talked to him about that. And, you know, he's in a good place. You know, he, uh, he's able to work out uh, this summer, last year he couldn't. You know, last year during the month of August and September, uh, he had a procedure where he couldn't do anything. He's been playing five on five. Uh, he looks good uh, mentally. Uh, he seems like he's in a really good place. And, uh, you know, he's focusing on trying to do whatever it takes to help this team win. And, uh, you know, so we've had those conversations um, about his role uh, this season. It doesn't change. You know, we're going to have to see how uh, things work out. That first unit is going to have to get out there and play, and uh, they're going to have to build that chemistry and uh, learn to play together. And his role will... Uh, eventually uh, uh, come and, you know, it'll be created through the play of that, that starting five. So th the main thing is he is focusing on trying to help this team win and get better and not, he doesn't have concerns about the contract of putting up big numbers. Uh, the only big number uh, that he's concerned about is uh, the wins, uh, the winning company. Coach, when it comes to the preseason travel, how much do you think that'll help when it comes to building chemistry, especially between Murray and the rest of the people that have been here for a while? Yeah, well, you know, we're taking this uh, this trip across the the, uh, the ocean, and it's going to Abinabi. Uh, that's a long trip. You know, we went. To, I went to Mumbai when I was in Indiana. And uh, it's a great opportunity for our guys to bond. And we're looking at uh, uh, trying to uh, put them in position for that to happen. We're actually going over there a little earlier than uh, Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is coming over maybe two days before the game. We will spend about nine, 10 days over there because we want our guys to uh, spend that time uh, together. We will have uh, some of our families uh, some of our family to uh, travel with us, but it is an opportunity uh, for the players to uh, to bond. Coming back, uh, you know, we only have four preseason games, so coming back, you know, we'll have two games and we'll have enough time to adjust and get ourselves ready uh, for the regular season. But, you know, I like this trip. Uh, it's a great opportunity uh, to uh, really, you know, see another part of the world 
and um, you know you don't get those opportunities um, a lot. Hey, coach, uh, for a guy like Jalen Johnson, who's kind of finding a little bit of a footing toward the end of last season, I guess what's the expectation for him coming into this season? And do you expect it to be a big training camp battle between maybe him and, and Mo and, and Minsky to have that backup course position? Well, you know, I thought it was really good that, uh, that Jalen wanted to play in the G League. Uh, I think the, the minutes that he got there uh, really helped him. Uh, you know, he, uh, you know he, he walks different now. You know, he seems like he has really matured uh, in a year, you know, in just a year's time. And uh, he knows that uh, he's got a battle and compete for those minutes. All of our guys have to do that. Uh, you know, the great thing about, uh, you know, having the, the players that we have uh, at multiple positions, uh, they're gonna have to earn it. They're gonna, we, they'll, we'll, they'll get an opportunity to compete for those minutes, uh, but they're gonna have to earn uh, the minutes that they get out on the floor, and Jalen is ready for that. Uh, he, he wasn't able to do uh, a lot uh, for most of the summer, but uh, the month of August and uh, September, uh, he's been able to play some five on five, and uh, he looks really good. You know, he's excited about the opportunity and the challenge, and uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to uh, getting started tonight. Hey, coach, uh, your coaching staff underwent some changes this summer. Christian's gone. Uh, one, how do you feel about the new look coaching staff? And then two, um, what made you decide to want to bring on your coach Longobardi? Well, uh, you know, as losing coach uh, Jack, uh, you know, he had an opportunity that he felt was best for him. And, uh, you, you know, I hated to see him lo uh, leave, but uh, it gave me an opportunity to go out and, and search for, again, just as the organization was looking for players I was looking for a coach uh, that can, could help us. Uh, he has a resume uh, on the defensive end of the floor uh, where he's had a lot of success. And he's coached a lot of successful teams as well as players. And, uh, you know, when talking to a number of uh, coaches around the league that he has worked for, uh, Tyrone Lou, Doc Rivers, uh, a number of those guys, uh, they praise him. And uh, when I had my, my uh, interview with him and was conversating with him about his approach and his style, uh, both, of, both of us see, see it the same way. You know, he is really focused on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, uh, he's excited about uh, the opportunity and uh, uh, the challenge of turning this defense around. Uh, and, I just like what I heard. You know, I like the things that uh, I saw from him. You know, he has been in from day one, uh, you know, and he has, uh, you know, come here and uh, basically his family is uh, going to stay in Cleveland, and you know, he is throwing everything into the basket to help us uh, turn this defense around because that's the number one thing that I think we need to uh, improve on and. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to working with him this year. Uh, Coach McMillan, Terrell Thomas, these every times. A uh, two-part question. I wanted to know if you've had a chance yet to sit down with Trey Young and possibly uh, with there being so many new members on this roster, kind of uh, speak with him as far as your expectations from a leadership leadership standpoint and then from yourself. Uh, are there any goals that you set throughout the season for yourself and where you like to see him from? Yeah, well, uh, as I mentioned, um, you know, back in June, I went to uh, talk with Trey. And uh, this was before, really, it was early June, uh, before everything really got started, uh, as far as selecting players uh, in the draft and uh, what we wanted to do uh, in the free agent market. So I've been in constant contact with uh, Trey and really all of our players. And uh, I had an opportunity to spend a couple of days with Trey uh, when I flew out to Oklahoma City and just talked about this past season and areas that we need to improve on. And, uh, you know, one of the uh, uh, big areas that I feel we need to improve on is the connection between the two of us. Uh, I, I think that we need to uh, be better at communicating uh, with each other 
and uh, you know what we want to do and how we want to go about doing it, and um, you know his leadership, you know both on the floor and in the locker room. Those are things that uh, I talked to him about. It's a this is a uh, situation where he has just inherited this. You know he's the face of the franchise, and it's just something that uh, he has inherited, and he will have to. Um, work at and become better you know so yes we have talked about uh next season or at that time we was talking about next season the things that we wanted to do better and improve on and uh he has started to do that you know uh, we talked about uh, coming out to vegas and inviting all the players out of vegas uh they also and trey set up uh, a time where as a team uh, they they did some things uh, together. Uh, Trey coming back in September is important. Uh, we talked about the importance of that, that his team needed to see him here uh, in Atlanta. And uh, he came back, and he's been back. Uh, you know, so, you know, when we were trying to make the deal for uh, Murray, we was in constant contact because that was a move that he really felt the organization uh, should make, uh, that uh, Murray could help us. And, uh, you know, as I told him, you know, we're bringing in another guard and an all-star guard. Uh, so what that, what, do you know what that means for you? And, and what that means is uh, you're gonna be playing without the ball uh, more than you probably ever have. And he was really excited about the opportunity to play off the ball, learn to play off the ball, and uh, play with Murray. So, yes, we've been in constant conversation about the season, upcoming season, uh, expectations, and our goals. Nate, I know that uh, playing good team defense isn't a matter of just putting good defenders out there and letting them go. Uh, but when you look at your roster now from a personnel standpoint, do you think this team has Potential to be a better defensive team based on the guys that you have now? I do. And it's, it's, as you mentioned, it's, it's more of a mindset. It's a commitment. And, you know, as I said, you know, after uh, my last game or my last loss, I often write down, uh, you know, things that uh, we need to improve on. And defense was one of the things that uh, we needed to, an area we needed to improve on. And when I write that down, those are the first things that we're going to work on. So that commitment uh, starts tomorrow uh, with us. Uh, the conditioning part uh, starts tomorrow with us. And uh, I feel that if we, we get that commitment and we're better conditioned to uh, play both ends of the floor and play the style that I feel we need to, we're going to be in good shape. Uh, do you think initially that uh, Trey and DeJounte would be so concerned with making sure each other was getting touches that that might be too unselfish? Well, we got, you know, as a coach, the way you think about this going into it, it's, it's not, I'm not worried about uh, Murray and, and Trey. Uh, we got five guys in that lineup. You know, we got DeAndre who's, who isn't a contract yet. You know, you know, so you got to make sure that uh, he understands and his mindset is right. We got John Collins who, who wants to be a part as well. Uh, you know, so the chemistry of that group, uh, it's going to have to play out. And, you know, I, I think it will and, uh, when we're focusing on playing the game the right way, playing the game together, playing the game to win. Uh, and if we, I think if we do that, we take that approach and we win games, um, guys will be happy. Uh, so it's not just Murray and Trey, you know, it's our entire, our five uh, starters uh, and DeAndre and John and Clint, uh, that chemistry has to work uh, with all of those guys. And, and you have, I think you throw a bogey in there as well. You know, so um, that is something that we'll work on day one, and I think it'll take some time, uh, but we're eventually getting it. Nate, what a part of the relationship between you and, and Trey, I mean, fragile's the wrong word, however you would want to describe it, felt that 
you needed to go to Oklahoma to visit with him. And it's all, was that an example of Trey taking the next step in his maturity process to say, yeah, come on, let's break bread and talk about it? Yeah, um, but you know, what I, what I talked to him about is we need to have a conversation. And uh, where are you? And I need to come see you. I'm in Oklahoma City, coach. Come anytime. I'll be there tomorrow. And I jumped on a plane and uh, went out to uh, Oklahoma City. And I mean, boy, got a beautiful spread. <laughs> a really nice setup. Uh, I brought my, you know, I brought my uh, my shorts and my sneakers, and uh, we worked out. And I was, we, we, we talked about everything. You know, we talked about this past season. We talked about the things that he needed to work on. I wanted to know what he felt he needed to work on. And uh, I talked about, you know, the things that, you, that Miami did against us. And, you know, my thoughts on next season, how I would like to use it. You know, so I was playing for him. And you were running him off of uh, some different sets. And you know, was telling him these are the things that I would, I foresee trying to do with you next season. And uh, at that time, we didn't have Murray, uh, but uh, I felt that we needed to add this to his game and to our uh, our style of play. And uh, so we had the, those conversations. Uh, the maturity is going to come. I've, I've, I've been in this business for a long time, and uh, you know these young guys—they have to go through, uh, you know, this time. You know, the first four years of trying to figure out and establish themselves. Uh, you know, Trey now has a family; he has a little, little one uh, that uh, that changes you. You know, and I think the experiences that he has had over the last couple of years, and uh, you know, certainly that Miami series—that will change. You. And I think the good players, the great players, uh, they learn from that. And uh, that's something that we feel that uh, that series, uh, we need to learn from that. And uh, Miami uh, showed us that uh, we have to improve and get better and show Trey that you gotta learn to uh, play a different style of ball. Um, you know, what you did was great, uh, but you can do more and, um, you know, Trey is up for that. He understands that. Uh, how long were you there for? I was there two days. I'm oh, sorry. When was that uh, trip out there? That was June. In June. Okay. Uh, you mentioned the Murray train, obviously a big move there, but you kept the other four starters, Bogey back as well. So the core of what y'all did two years ago is kind of still here when a lot of people were thinking that was going to get totally blown up. Are you glad that y'all, you know, it wasn't a total overhaul and what tells you that what you did two years ago, that group has that potential still to maybe mess with Murray and, and get back to that level? Well, I, I just felt like last year um, we can be better simply with our approach and adding the talent um, and the guys that we did to the roster uh, that certainly uh, will help us, but I thought we lost focus uh, last season uh, in a sense. It was a short off season. Uh, we had a number of guys who uh, had injuries, were dealing with injuries at the start of the season. Um, you know, once we get into season, it's really difficult to start a season and you have injury and you're injured as a player. Uh, you're really playing catch up uh, throughout that season and um, we then we had COVID to hit the entire roster you know so I thought we were uh, some fat cats coming into the season last year and uh, so that focus uh, we got we got to regain that focus uh, right from the start uh, you know starting tomorrow um, and what we want, and what we want to become, you know. Because my question to the team, uh, you know, I had this. <laughs> I was in the doctor's office uh, the other day, and this guy recognized me, and he uh, got all excited, and he talking about Coach McMahon, and wanted to take pictures, and uh, this young lady, uh, older lady, was like, 
who is that? And he's like, that's the coach of the Hawks. Who are the Hawks? Who are the Atlanta Hawks? And I took that different. It was like, that's a good question. Who are we? You know, two years ago, we go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, last year, we finished ninth, and we were in the play-in tournament. Who are we? And that's, that is the question I'm going to pose to our guys uh, tonight. Who are we? Who do we want to be, become? Uh, and how do we get there? And, uh, you know, so that's the mindset uh, that I have uh, with our guys. We've got to regain that focus. Uh, understand um, what we're here for, uh, and then give them that vision and that kind of that roadmap on how we're going to become that group. So we have to establish, uh, create our identity. And uh, you know, the last two seasons are now behind us. Uh, it's a new year, uh, new opportunity, uh, new challenge. And um, we start tomorrow uh, working on creating it. Coach, I want to go back to what you were talking about earlier. You talked about uh, John Collins dealing with, dealing with trade rumors. So you have something cool. Then you got DeAndre Hunter's contract. Then you got uh, two superstars playing together now, trying to you know, figure out playing with each other. Have you been in a thing like this as a coach and then also how do you communicate to them that, of course, the number one goal is winning will be all right? I have been in, uh, you know, this situation, and John and I had a deep conversation about, uh, you know, uh, this offseason. Uh, he's ready to roll. Uh, you know, John has been a guy that, you know, since I've been here, every day he comes in, and that guy's ready to rock and roll. He's ready. Uh, to play, uh, you know, but I did talk to him about uh, teams and trade talk. And as I said to him, you know, the one thing that uh, that I was surprised about when I went from playing to coaching is conversations that management had. And management have, they talk about everybody. <laughs> Everybody's talked about. You know, really, everybody's talked about. And, um, and, and a lot of times, it's, it, it may not be uh, the organization talking about the trade. It may be some other team calling you on that. But everybody gets talked about. And um, you, so you can't worry about that. You can't be concerned uh, about that. Uh, and you know, a lot of times, that's good. Other teams have interest in you, uh, you know. So we 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 had that conversation, and um, you know, I talked about the time when I was a week before uh, training camp. I was on the trading blocks, and the organization wasn't honest with me. And uh, you know, I asked the organization, "Am I really on the trade blocks?" And they said, uh, "No." And uh, I asked the coach who lived in the same city who was coaching the team that was talking about trading for me, uh, are you guys trying to trade for me? He's like, yes, I want you. <laughs> and I go into the facility and I'm working out. It's a week before training camp and they are still telling me, no, we're not trying to trade you. And I actually see this guy on the six o'clock evening news get off the plane, it's live coverage. And he's coming to visit the city, Seattle, to see if he wants to be traded. And that organization had just told me that uh, we're not trying to trade you. And the guy eventually just decided that he didn't want to come. He's got his wife, they're covering this, and my wife and I are sitting there looking at it like, oh my goodness. We may be moving tomorrow. <laughs> and he went back to his team and decided he didn't want the trade. And uh, I had to go into training camp two, three days later. And it's just a mindset that 
You gotta be professional about your approach. You got a job to do. You're still getting uh, paid by this organization. And you have to go in there and do your job. And so, uh, yes, I've been in these situations before. Uh, you know, with this, with our group, you, you're always having uh, situations where guys are in contract years and uh, uh, they're playing for something. And what we have to do, or what I have to do, is get across to our guys that uh, the best way to handle that is to win, win games. And uh, and that's what we'll be we'll be talking about tomorrow. This will be our last question. Hey, Coach, uh, another John question. Earlier you mentioned getting the ball in the five man's hand. I wanted to ask about perhaps a four, because I know he hasn't always had a defined role on offense. What will it look like this year? Will he kind of be freelancing again? And just kind of, you know, what exactly will John look like on offense this year? Well, I mean, we, we don't play through the post. We spread, we spread the ball out. Uh, but we have to recognize mismatches. The game now, uh, the way it's played, uh, a lot of switching, and I, I didn't think that uh, last year uh, we were able to take advantage of that. And you know that's a two-way uh, 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 system in the sense that uh, you have to recognize where the mismatch is at, then you have to get the ball to that matchup, and then that guy has to win his matchup. And so. Um, Miami, perfect example, they switched one through five. So, you know, where's our matchup? And if that's in the post, uh, then we have to drop the ball, and then that guy in the post has to win his matchup. Uh, you know, John was hurt uh, during that time, but, you know, the guy that we kind of played through was Gallo uh, in that situation. And until you develop that style of play and you recognize and you those guys do something with the basketball teams are going to continue to do that. Uh, most of the time, our advantages has been on the perimeter with Trey matched up against a big. Uh, you know, so those are things that uh, you know it's, it's, it's nothing new. Um, it's, uh, you know, some teams are not going to change, and you got to have the weapons to be able to win those matchups when the opponent gives you. Uh, those matchups, and you know, last year we really had one or two guys that could uh, win those matchups. Uh, this year, I think we, uh, with Murray adding Murray to the lineup, uh, he should be able to do. And then John has to develop uh, that post game when they do put a small on him, taking advantage of that.